0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here live in studio for the very first time with my co host, Noah. Noah, what's cooking? What's
1: up, Colin? Uh, can't believe we're finally doing this in real life. It only took one year. One year. Almost um, on the dot, too. Almost on the anniversary of the beginning of Bench Chatter. And we're blessed today, Colin, to be here with a live studio audience of two people. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah, you know yeah. they bought our tickets to our first show. It's great, Con. We're finally making money doing the pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we're ready to quit our full time jobs. I think sure so podcasting. too. They
0: each paid ten grand to sit here. Wow. I mean, I, I, that's not bad. Promo code chatter. If you want in on the next live show, yeah. Promo code chatter. It actually adds two hundred percent to the ticket price. Yeah, you're paying yeah. us more. Yeah, it's but it's cool though. Uh, all all proceeds go to No One and I's pockets. They go to me
1: A very noble cause Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, no There's no other cause out there right now Like allowing Noah and I to not work a day in our life Yeah Yeah, so Pretty much Noah, New Year's Eve Basketball is It's starting to really heat up It feels like it Yeah, uh, you know Football season's almost over here, Colin And, Mm -hmm. you know Basketball season is just turning up So, Noah, do you believe in the notion that the NBA starts Christmas Day? I do because even I someone who has an yeah. NBA podcast, I've been watching quite a bit of NFL. <laughs> <laughs> no, and there's something about it too. Like it, it feels like some of these storylines in like the first month, like these teams are trying to get it figured mm-hmm. out. Like it, some of them will, some of them won't, but it feels like right now we have a pretty good idea of where everybody in the NBA stands for the most part and mm-hmm. what they can do come these next few months, mm-hmm. and then obviously riding up to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and the standings are so close right now, Colin. Yeah. It's, it's really, you know,
0: going towards a really fun second half of this season. Oh, absolutely. I think we've said it, like, each of the last three years, there's been more and more parody in the league, to the point where I truly believe this is the most parody we've seen, and it's shaping up for such a fun NBA season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't really tell you right now. There's not one just... Out and above team mm-hmm. right now, Colin, that I think are better than the rest of the field. You know, you could say the Warriors, but the Suns are right on their ass. Like
0: right, yeah. I mean, obviously the Warriors have won both of the two of the three matchups they've played together, and they've kind of toasted them in two of them. But the Jazz are sitting right there too. Mm-hmm. And then out in the East, you have the Nets. You know, obviously we, we have whatever Kyrie's doing, but even without him, Harden and Durant are a, a pretty formidable force, mm-hmm. I, I would say. And then the Bulls, the Bucks, the Heat. I mean. All those teams can be competitive. Yeah. um, I'm really looking forward to the second half
1: of the season, and I think the MVP race is maybe one of the best MVP MVP races we're going to see in a while, Colin.
0: Yeah. I mean, thinking back, I thought the 2016 MVP race was pretty fun. The one with Ross, because Isaiah Thomas got a a crap ton of Mm -hmm. votes that year, and I forget who else was up there. But right now we're looking at guys like Curry, Jokic, KD. I mean, you have Demar Derozan in DraftKings like top ten MVP yeah. odds, which is insane. <clears throat> I I think
1: you mentioned it a couple weeks ago, Con. But I'm I'm kind of bought in on maybe Jokic repeating here. I, I I said it. I am like, it's insane how well he is playing right now,
0: and how bad that Nuggets team is without him. I mean, you're playing now without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., and you're still fourth in the, the West.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, Jokic is doing everything he possibly can. I think Aaron Gordon has actually been fantastic this season, coming mm-hmm. for the Nuggets. And I really just want to see Jamal Murray come back, Colin, because this team this team could win the West with a healthy Jamal Murray.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, they absolutely could. And that's what makes it fun, too, because as good as the Warriors are, we see the holes. And the, mm-hmm. the Warriors, it's not like it's a, a super team. You've pretty much just got... Steph Curry playing at MVP level, Draymond doing Draymond things, and then they've built it up. Mm-hmm. They really did a good job of
1: re retooling on their role players, which is yeah. why the Warriors have been as successful as they've been. On because yeah. we know we know Curry's bringing in every night, but you think of that old Warriors dynasty, and yeah. I'm gonna call them a dynasty. No, they're absolutely that's what they a were. dynasty. And you just think about how big of a role you know Andre Gudala played, Andrew mm-hmm. Bogut, like. You have to have good role players to succeed and win yeah. a championship, and the Warriors know that, mm-hmm. and we,
0: you see the stark difference between last year and this year. So, I actually read an incredibly interesting article, I think it was on The Athletic, of how the Warriors have used their G League as a, an actual like feeder program. Mm-hmm. It's really like them and the Raptors are the only teams to consistently bring guys up from the G League, give them minutes allow them to develop, and do this sort of rebuild while you're winning. Mm -hmm. Because it's insane, because they have Mm. so much young talent right now that once Steph Curry and Clay and Dream on leave, is going to be there. So one of the coolest parts about the article was on any off day that the Warriors have and the G League team is playing, the GM of the Warriors and Steve Kerr sit down together and watch all the G League games and, like, analyze it, go over. And they're looking at other G League rosters, too, to see how they can develop theirs. And I think they said it's going to be, like, a 10, 15-year process to get this thing truly going the way they want it to, just because the G League is mm-hmm. it's still pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we'll see what happens with college players not opting for college and going to the mm-hmm. G League and stuff like that from now on. But I think that it's going to be an actual farm system like you see in baseball.
1: Yeah, and I think we're starting to, you know, see a little bit of this year with all of the G League guys yeah. getting signed to, you know, the temporary 10-day contracts yeah. to the COVID stuff going on right now. And we're seeing that there are an abundant amount of guys in the G League that are probably worth playing in the NBA, but just yeah. haven't actually got that shot to play NBA minutes yeah. yet. And Colin, I we talked about it, you know, a couple months ago how well Gary Payton the yeah. was playing, aka the Glove Junior, aka the Mitten, and oh, the mittens, he yeah. is gonna be one of the most important players for this Warriors playoff run.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, I was gonna say him too, because it's not like Gary Payton in the G League probably impressed terribly with his mm-hmm. statistical output, but because Kerr and the GM are sitting there and watching How he plays, they understand he's got a role on the team because Mm it's so much more important. And like when we look at a team like the Lakers, they have none of that. They they have a bunch of guys who can do things. Old asses. Yeah, a bunch of old ass guys who who can do things, but they're not cohesive. Like Mm -hmm. having a guy like Gary Payton who comes in, he's a defensive stopper. He can hit a couple threes. He can run in transition. And that's all you need out of him. And if he does that role well, the team's just going to be 27-5. and five.
1: Yeah, and he's definitely someone that you he, – he couldn't show exactly, you know, his best traits in the G League just because he's not playing with the talent that he is on the Warriors now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all props to the Warriors front office for being able to identify that and recognizing that, oh, if this guy gets to play with our starters, like – he can excel at the things that he's great at, and those are the things that we need as a team right now, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it goes back to Alex Caruso on the Bulls. Like, the impact that he's had on that team without the ball in his hands. It goes beyond the box score. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so I think it's really easy to be a box score fan, and I'm definitely guilty of it at times, just looking at the box score and be like, oh, this guy played well. But I think it was was Stan Van Gundy, I think, came out, because it was after, like, Russ had a triple-double and shot like 4 of 20 from the field. And he was like, just because you have a triple-double, like it doesn't mean you played well. And th- there's some truth to that. You know, I, I think that obviously if you get a triple-double, you did a lot of things, but you could have also done a shit ton of negatives that don't actually help the team win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Noah. Let's transition into what we've got here. So we're recording this on December thirty first. It's the new year. New year, new me. Twenty twenty two is going to be the best year ever. Hopefully, right? yeah. Hopefully. I mean, why not? Like, like COVID expires. Like, they're ten days up. Like, come the beginning of the year. So, <laughs> like, I think that's just going to be great for all of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm really hoping
1: for a successful twenty twenty two here, Colin. Um, you know, I wish us wealth and happiness. And we're going to be getting into New Year's resolutions here, Colin. for every team in the league here. We're going to try and get all 30 teams here. And
0: where do you want to start, Colin? the West or the East? Let's go with the East because they're at the top of the paper. Makes sense. Yeah, Uh, I'm a pretty simple guy that way. Yeah, we don't need to spend a ton of time on all of these, but some of them deserve to be flushed out a little bit more. So, Noah, your New Year's resolution for the Brooklyn Nets who currently sit at the top of the East. Um, I think
1: there's a variety of ways of takes you could go here, Colin, but I think at the end of the day, the Nets' New Year's resolution would be for Kyrie to get fully vaxxed so he could play <laughs> every game here, Colin.
0: Yeah. So that that sounds like more of a joke than it, it actually might <clears throat> be. So I guess Kyrie came out and said he would consider getting a plant-based vaccine, which when I heard that, I was like, all right, guy, like whatever. But I guess there actually, there is a plant-based vaccine in development right now. I I do not know the logistics of it, but if, for whatever reason, that is something that happens in the next couple months that's available, mm-hmm. we might see Kyrie actually back and playing basketball all the time.
1: Yeah, and I, I think the Nets need Kyrie here, Colin, to win the championship, truly, Um you know, there's just nights where Harden and KD just aren't mm-hmm. going to have it even as good as KD is. And you know, it's weird to say Colin, but Kyrie could possibly be the best iso scorer on that team. When you need a strip over KD, there's that, that's a tough take. There's a there's a take there. There's a take there, Colin. I think Kyrie I think people forget how good
0: Kyrie truly is. All right, is. let's have our, our studio audience vote. Studio audience. Better iso scorer, KD or Kyrie? It's KD. Yeah, they say KD. All right, I win. Let's go. Good job, studio audience. <laughs> they paid ten grand for that, so glad that we could help them out. Um, no, I, I I get the idea though, um, and I, I'll fight you a, a little bit. I don't know if they necessarily need Kyrie to win. I, I think they could do it without him, but it's gonna be a hell of a lot harder to do it without him. Alrighty, next team on the list. No, it's. It's my team. It's the Bulls. Hey,
1: you know we're in the Windy City here, talking about the, the Bulls. Bulls, the Bulls, you know, O'Douls. Um What do you want here for the Bulls Con? What's their New Year's resolution?
0: I think we've got to go out and get a four. I think the loss of Patrick Williams has hurt us more than it's showing right now with our record. I, I think we've mm-hmm. played some really solid team defense so far, and I think that Caruso and Lonzo being elite perimeter defenders, honestly, this year, has um, helped a ton, and I don't think that's something that we necessarily <clears throat> saw. I think we, they, we knew they would both be good, not great. Um, but we still just we don't have a guy who can guard Giannis who can guard KD. We, we just don't have that guy. And so there's a guy out in uh, Minnesota right now, the Timberwolves, Jared Vanderbilt, who has the 14th best defensive warp in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. and I would love him.
1: Sneakly, sneakily, Jared Vanderbilt has probably been one of, if not the key factor to the Timberwolves'
0: defensive yeah. success this year. Yeah. And so I don't know if the Timberwolves are actually looking to part with him, but a guy like that, I mean, other guys on the list, hey, you know, you could think Bagley. Uh, Herb Jones. Herb, Yeah, Herb Jones is actually...
1: Herb Jones is a baller.
0: Dude, he had on. that game the other night. Somebody sent him a group chat was like, I've never heard of this guy, and he just posted like 26 and 15. Uh, yeah, I felt <laughs> real good because I was like, hey, let's yeah. go, baby. Herb's our guy, Herb's our guy. So...
1: Yeah, and I think I think you're gonna need a four here, Colin. Just looking at the East, if the Bulls want to make a deep playoff run, Colin, you're looking at possibilities yeah. up here playing the Bucks, the Heat, the Cavs, or the Seventy Sixers. Yeah. All teams who are deep in the front court and yeah. if Vooch gets into foul trouble in the playoffs, you guys are screwed.
0: Yeah, and and I think Vooch, to his credit, has played some pretty solid team defense mm-hmm. this year and he's held some guys down way better than I thought that he would. Mm-hmm. But He's been
1: turning up the rebound, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and
0: I mean that's huge. It's huge. But I mean we're talking about like Tony Bradley is like the second best player in our front mm-hmm. court. Because we just like DeRozan he's a small forward, you know, he's not guarding those guys. Mm-hmm. And then we've had we've had Caruso honestly gartering like the four at points mm-hmm. this year. And he, he's done a fantastic job, but I just you can't trust that down the stretch.
1: Yeah, and what are you what are you willing to give up here, Colin? Are you willing to part with the first to get a four here for you.
0: Yeah, so I mean we have that Blazers pick that we copped this off season. It's kind of a weird one. It's lottery protected for the next 6 years and then if it doesn't if it doesn't convert by 2028, <coughs> it becomes a second round pick. So you know it's never going to be like a super nice pick, but it's still a first round pick. And so that to me is a nice trade asset. Do I want to part with Patrick Williams? Not really. But if there's a really juicy offer out there, I I definitely consider it. And then Kobe White to me is like our biggest like piece right now to trade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah, the Bulls just need a four here, Colin. I I think they'll be,
1: they will be buyers here at the deadline. I think, and I think they'll be looking to you know scoop someone off the buyout market. Um, Next team we're looking at, Colin, here is the Bucks. And simple, yeah, the Bucks, the Bucks don't need. To make any moves here, Colin, no. they really just need to get healthy and... Be the bucks. Be, yeah, be the bucks that we saw last year that won the NBA championship. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I guess if I like, had, like, uh, get Dante DiVincenzo, like, back in the rotation, mm-hmm. you know, get him healthy. That's... Get Brooke Lopez a new spine. Yeah, get Brooke Lopez... Oh, God damn it, that's our Nuggets one. Eight. <laughs> okay, no we need two new spines. Two new spines out there, just in the NBA. If anybody's got spines... It's spines and if you're, like, a seven-foot-tall person... Yeah, yeah, yeah. easy enough. I mm-hmm. think we can find those. All right, with the Heat, th- this is another tough one because they're a pretty well-built team. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I-, I like Oladipo finding a spot on this team. You know, I think, is is that a good resolution? So do I, Con,
1: because <clears throat> I think we see on a game-to-game basis, you know, Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, they're just two young kids. They aren't there consistency-wise yeah. yet. They're getting there, but... I think the Heat having Oladipo, you know, as their seventh man off the bench, mm-hmm. if he can average 15 points per
0: game, this oh, Heat team huge. can go as
1: far as they want.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, this this Heat team is, is possibly the most well-rounded team in the NBA since maybe the Bucks. I'm looking at this list. Is that wrong to say?
1: Yeah, I think the Heat are pretty deep, and we're seeing that now. Calling that yeah. guys like Max Struess and Gabe Vincent yeah. and Omer Yurtsevin, Yurtsevin, they're all viable guys that could be in that Heat rotation. So we're looking at a team that is ten to eleven guys deep. Um, if I had to pick another resolution here for the Heat con, I would say maybe to go and acquire another small ball four because yeah. you know PJ Tucker and just Markeith Morris are just getting older. Yeah.
0: Oh, PJ Tucker has played fantastic. This yeah, year. he's been really good for them. Yeah. All right, no. Ooh, this is a fun team, the Cavs. Yeah, are they. I mean, probably the surprise in the NBA this year, honestly.
1: Yeah, the Cavs. Um, you know, sad news: Ricky yeah. Rubio did tear his ACL. Uh, Rubio was absolutely balling out for the Cavs this year, but I think what we want here from the Cavs, Colin, is something that I think both of us wanted to see from both the Bulls and the Knicks, and that's just consistency. Cavs fans are dying for consistency here, Colin. I think the last time the Cavs were a 500-team, con before LeBron James was on the team, was in 2001.
0: Yeah, that was like Carlos Boozer. Yes. Cavs. Yes. Like, I don't think Carlos Boozer, anybody really associates with the Cavs. Yes.
1: So my New Year's resolution here, Colin, is, you know, I think the Cavs just do what they're doing now. And in all respects, Colin, if the Cavs make the playoffs and they go, you know, seven, six games in the first round – that's a massive success.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, truly looking at it, if they hold the five seed right now, you're playing the Heat, Bucks, or Bowls. Mm-hmm. Like, those are all such solid teams, and mm-hmm. maybe the Nets fall off. I really don't think they will. But going to seven with their current roster and how young it is against one of those teams that are really built to win now. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge win. And then you, you keep improving. You get these guys. They just traded for Rondo. I think it's a fine acquisition. You know, nothing great. but Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think the Cavs got so lucky on Mobley here, Colin. They could be, you know, if Rockets decide to take Mobley here and the Cavs end up with Jalen Green, they're looking in a much worse spot than they are right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mobley's going to make an all-defensive team here, Colin. I think I have him slotted as my all-defensive
0: second team right now. I think so, too. I mean, the Cavs have the second best defense in the NBA, and Jarrett Allen and Evan Mobley are fucking locking it down down there.
1: <laughs> the Cavs were playing the Wizards, uh, I believe, last night, Gone and Evan Mobley just had this insane up-and-under reverse layup, and even after, Kuzma had to dap him up after it was so <laughs> dirty, Gone Like, on the court, Kuzma just high-fives Mobley, and in his... Post game conference, Kuz was like, "I had to dap him up. I haven't seen a dude do that since George
0: Gervin." <laughs> Shout out the Ice Man. We love the Ice Man. Uh, all right, next on the list, 76ers, I don't want to say his name. Yeah, we I don't could, want to say his name. We could
1: have gone low hanging fruit here with man with who man who shall not be named here oh, but we're going a little different route because no one wants to talk about the other guy. I hate that guy. And that's for Tobias Harris. Stops being to stop being a mid ass NBA player here. Colin. <laughs> I
0: think that's it.
1: He, Tobias Harris cannot be making this much money. Colin. I believe he signed a 130 million dollar five year contract for him to be yeah. a glorified role player yeah. on that Sixers team.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, when you have Tyrese Maxey being more valuable than Tobias Harris at this point, uh, like, what are you doing? Maxey was taking in, like late first round. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you can't be doing that when you're supposed to be the second best player on this team.
1: Yeah, you know I I've been an advocate calling that I think Tobias Harris got away real dirty in last year's playoffs and how it ended for the Sixers just yeah. because of you know what what happened to Ben Simmons and how no that don't say his name it. stop it oh, fuck well, I, don't know. Uh, I mean <laughs> Isaiah Joe uh, no. but yeah Tobias Harris start playing better you fucking bomb
0: yeah also I don't know if it's New Year's resolution but Seth Curry keep being Seth Curry mm-hmm. he's killing it um at the Hornets. Kind of an interesting team because it, it feels like they wanted to make a, a push. Like, it feels like they wanted to be where the Cavs are at, and they're mm-hmm. a couple steps behind.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> the Hornets are just—you look at it here, Colin, and there's a glaring reason why the Hornets aren't higher in the standings. You know, second-best offense in the league, Colin, in terms of points per game. Worst defense. Second-worst defense okay, in yeah. the league in terms of
0: points given up per yeah. game.
1: And that could all be fixed, Colin, by, I think, acquiring this one guy that we have written down for them.
0: Miles Turner, are you okay with that?
1: As a Pacer fan, no, (laughs) because I don't think the Hornets have anything I personally want. Mm -hmm. But Miles Turner, in all respects, is a grand slam for that Hornets team. Because even if he can take them to a middle-of-the-pack defense, which I think the impact that Miles Turner has blocking shots, he could. Yeah, We're looking at a fantastic team here, Colin.
0: Yeah, I mean, even if you can... Get out of the... Because they're in the bottom three by a wide margin. I think they're mm-hmm. giving up like 114 points a game or something stupid. If you can get that defense down to like 109, which isn't great by any means, but if that offense is putting up 115 a game, that's a very nice PD right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like that one. All right, the Wizards. Um, One of the, one of the funnest stories for like the first month, and then it turns <laughs> out it, they're the Wizards. Um, so they sit. What are they eighth in the standings right now? Yeah, yeah. eighth in the standings. Um, w- what do you do if you're the Wizards? Kind of a kind of a funky roster.
1: I don't know here, Con. I think there's arguments to both sides here. Um, just like the Cavs, the Wizards are a franchise that are probably killing here for some consistency. Just make a yeah. playoff appearance, Con, which they very well could. Um, mm-hmm. I lean more towards the party that I think the Wizards should blow it up here con. I, I think they should trade Bradley Beal and at at the end of the day I do think that's a better direction for their franchise, but um I think their new year's resolution would be to just make the playoffs con with this team. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so too. There's just it's it's one of those tough spots and like I remember like being a Bulls fan for a couple years there like after Derrick Rose was kind of past his prime, and it was kind of Butler's team. And we're, like, competing for, like, the eighth seed. And it sucks because yeah. you're like, uh, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You know? And you're too many pieces away where it's, like, one offseason can fix it unless you, like, land some superstars. And so, yeah, I kind of think that either you trade Brad. I would also trade Dinwiddie because you brought up that. I would trade Dinwiddie too. Dinwiddie, when he's been on the court with Brad Beal, They've not really worked well together
1: No uh, Dinwiddie's uh, season averages with Brad Biel on the court Are noticeably lower than when Brad Beale is not on the court Which is
0: not great yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah, and that's probably the saddest resolution we have for a team, honestly.
1: <laughs> I think the saddest thing about oh. the Wizards
0: is that they paid Davis Berton's 80 mil, <laughs> and he can't even get in the rotation anymore. Remember when you were super high in Berton's for fantasy? Took, like, him,
1: took him seventh round in oh, both of our God. drafts because I thought he was, he's oh. a Latvian laser, dude. <laughs>
0: dude I, don't, I didn't see it as much for basketball, but I remember like right before uh, like the football drafts, I'd see so many dudes on TikTok that were like, I found this guy. He's going in the 11th round, and he's going to be this year's A.J. Brown. And, like, it's a dude who's, like, the 100th-ranked wide receiver right now. Marcus Galloway. <laughs> dude, yeah, really I, got I fell for that Let one. I yeah, on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh All right, the next. Ah, jeez. I don't.
1: One of probably the sadder teams yeah, this season. Yeah, Honestly. On.
0: Yeah, it turns out Julius Randle not a franchise player, and yeah, like I said to Yukon, I don't
1: think, I don't think any Knicks fans actually expected you know Julius Randle to be their number one player on a championship team. Um, I do think Joyce Randle is worth being a top three player on, on a playoff team, but the Knicks seem a little lost here, Con. Has, has the Thibodeau, has the first year Thibodeau buzz worn off? Is he on the hot seat? <laughs> <So> <laughs> is his seat hot, Con?
0: <laughs> Here's what I'll say about that. I distinctly remember being in a room with uh, one of my best friends when the news broke that Thibodeau got hired, and he got on his phone and he was like, Just guess who the Knicks just hired. And I was, I forget. And he like started giggling. He's like, You know this guy. And I was like, They hire fucking Tom Thibodeau. And he was like, Yeah, they did. (laughs) And it, it worked out well last year. But what Tom Thibodeau does is he runs your players from the ground, he plays them 38 minutes, he doesn't develop. Anybody, because if you're not like a Tom Thibodeau guy, then mm-hmm. you know, you're just like Kyle Corver on the JJ Reddick podcast talked about how there was a game where he was he played 20 minutes in the entire time Tom Thibodeau didn't say a word to him, <laughs> just wouldn't talk to him. Do you think he didn't know his name? So that's why I, <laughs> I, I did He's yeah, like, Is public. that JJ Reddick? Yeah, he's like, Wait, what the fuck is JJ Reddick doing here? <laughs> <laughs> But I, I just I don't think he does well developing these guys. I think that he rotates the roster a little bit too much for there to be any real consistency. And his big thing about defense, I, they're not really a defensive minded team. Mm-hmm. When you've got guys like Kemba, Evan Fournier, yeah. like it's just yeah. Uh, and yeah, you know, part of the reason they had so much success
1: last year on defense, con was teams were shooting just abysmal three point percentage yeah. against them, and that just hasn't been the case this year. Um, I think Tom Thibodeau has always been bullish on playing young guys. And yeah. I think the Knicks have a good amount of young talent on the team, um, even really deep on the team. Like I think Miles McBride and both Quentin Grimes could yeah. be players for that Knicks team. And I think their resolution here, Colin, is to just—I want to see Obi Toppin play more. Obi Toppin has never played thirty minutes or more in any games he's played in, which is stupid. And I think there's a lot of possibilities here, Con, with a Obi Toppin, Julius Randall, four or five small ball lineup that has not been explored enough.
0: I yeah, I think so too. I just think that Tibbs is not. Creative, and I think it's really showing this year when mm-hmm. guys aren't fitting into his system.
1: Yeah, like Kemba.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And obviously Kemba has his his ups and downs, probably more than any other dude in the NBA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, yeah. Win win a I play I play in tournament game, I guess. Uh, the Celtics. I well, I'll say this: we have very different opinions on what the Celtics should do right now. Yeah. Uh- well, what do you think? I like I I kind of think that you chalk this year up to an L. Tatum and Brown haven't really played terribly well. You know they they've had their nights. You know they're all stars. The rest of that roster is kind of ass.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they it seems very obvious, Khan, But why were the Celtics not in the running for Lonzo Ball? Why were
0: they not dying to get Lonzo Ball? I mean, I still to this day am so just... I don't even know what the word is. Lonzo, the minute we signed him, I was like, this is a steal. Like, this is so nice. Like, how did how did we pull this off?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's because of tampering.
1: Yes. <laughs> we love tampering. We love tam- no. I you know all you had do. to do? You gave up a second round pick that you don't even have till like 2026 <laughs> to illegally get this guy on your team. Like, what a great yeah. success.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how much actually, like, tampering there was. And, you know, I'm sure other teams are doing it too. You know, that that's whatever. But, yes, there are so many teams that should have been running for him. So, I, I think for the Celtics, it, trade for a point guard or just chalk it up to an L, try to get a lottery pick and do something about it, Like I, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a shame, con that, yeah. you
1: know, we potentially could be seeing, like, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum playing in their peaks right now. Yeah. And they're just wasting these crucial years. It's So, who do you think the, the third best player on the Celtics is?
0: Because it's Al Horford. Yes. It's, That's so sad.
1: Playing-wise, yeah. just watching the Celtics play, it has been Al Horford who's been playing pretty well yeah. for them. But you don't want your third best player to be, what, a 34-year-old center? Yeah, who's on his second stint with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I... I They did hire Ime Adoka. I don't know if that was the right move. Um, You know, Brad Stevens does have a couple more years here, Colin, but the Celtics are, they're waste, like, how many teams in the league, Colin, would kill to just draft one of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? 29. Like, getting two athletic scoring wings is just the hardest thing to do in the league, and, you know, the Celtics could improve here internally, Colin, if one of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum... They're just a bit selfish... Yeah Which they have the right to Because they are just such You know Efficient and good scores. But One of them has to emerge If the Celtics don't trade One of them has to commit To Being a playmaker Getting assists And being the playmaker yeah. On the team Or else they, They're they gonna miss the playoffs here Yeah
0: it, it really does feel like that All right, With these bottom teams I think we can run through them A bit quicker Just for time's sake But uh, We got the Raptors Develop their talent Give the keys to Scotty Barnes Yeah Seriously. Um, Fred Van Fleet, Dark Horse for All-Star? Eh, that'd be fun to see him do it. Yeah. It'd be fun to see him do it. Yeah, just um, let those young guys develop and uh, maybe get a center at some point. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Already, the Hawks. Ugh. I mean, they're so far down in the standings. And yeah. they were in the Eastern Conference Finals with pretty much this roster last year.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't... I haven't looked deep enough into the Hawks' team stats, Con, to really figure out like why they're as low in the standings as they are. I think Capella hasn't been playing um, up to the level that he was last year, and I think that does majorly contribute to yeah. this Hawks team. But our new Year's, our New Year's resolution for them, Con, is to get Gallinari off the team. You package Gallinari in one of your young wings, either Hunter, who has very much struggled to stay healthy over the last two yeah. seasons, but we know the talent is there when mm. he's healthy. Um, a potential Cam Reddish who I think a lot of teams would take a flyer on. I think too, yeah. And I think they need to get another vet in here, Colin. You know, perhaps another playmaker, a pure score. The Hawks just, the Hawks have to do something here.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely they do. Um, alrighty, the Pacers. Full tank, baby. That was talking Pacers. Yep. Alright, and then the Magic and the Pistons. They're doing it right here, Colin. They're They're, they're having
1: great seasons. (laughs) Uh, The Pistons, I think, have five wins, Colin. The Magic have seven. Um, For the Magic, you know, we're just looking at Magic should let Franz Wagner go as hard as he possibly can to get that rookie of the year. I think that would be a big success for the Magic. You know, Mm -hmm. develop Jalen Suggs when he gets healthy and keep losing, baby. Yeah. The Magic are close here, Colin. The Magic are very close. They have a good team of, you know... I think some of their players could be better than role players. They've proven that I think so too. Wendell Carter is a yeah, starting I was, I was NBA center.
0: Say, I love that Wendell Carter's found a spot. Wendell Carter's been awesome
1: the for them. Mo Bamba, I think, is third in the league right now in blocks per game. They still don't have Jonathan Isaac. Franz Wagner playing fantastic. Cole Anthony. Yeah. Was, Cole yeah, Anthony's Cole was still, like, in the, he's still in the proof. top five for MIP, yeah. probably. And. You know, Jalen Suggs, They get if they get another piece in here, con, they oh. are well on their way to not tanking it. Yeah, anymore. and they've got
0: money, too. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah, I don't know how big of a free agent destination Orlando truly is, but they have money to spend.
1: They also have capital.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have the Bulls picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- did they get picks from the Celtics, too, for Fournier? I think they got one. Okay. I mean, still. Yeah. And then you have whatever yeah, pick are the And they get. have the
1: Nuggets picks from Aaron Gordon. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, they're killing it. Yeah. They're killing it. Uh, yeah, and then Pistons keep losing. Trade Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can get a first for Jeremy
1: Grant, I think you do it. No, you absolutely do it because yeah. he's not part of the He's in his second of his third, three-year contract. So. And
0: it's nice money, too. Like, it's yeah, not he's like... not.
1: I think he's making like 21 a year, yeah. which most teams can handle in this mm-hmm. league. And, yeah, the Pistons are looking good tier two, If yeah. You know, you got Kate Cunningham. Kate Cunningham is clearly going to be a 10, 15-year vet in this yeah. league. And if they can get one of those, you know, one of the top three fours in the
0: draft con. The Pistons are also well on their way to being a, a good team again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's uh, let's move over to the West. The Warriors. I mean, there's not much you really need to change, but I think it's a pretty clear resolution.
1: Yeah. Uh, if Clay Thompson comes back con and you know averages two and a half three pointers made per game,
0: it might just be wraps for the yeah, rest of the league. That could be it. They, they might have superstar team again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Warriors are killing it. I think that I don't think there's a person out there that's rooting against Clay Thompson,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is so yeah. funny because that team was so hated and nobody hated Clay. No, Clay
1: Thompson's the most likable guy in yeah. the league.
0: He's so funny. Is, is, is it your avatar in the one mm-hmm. fantasy chat where it's Clay in the lawn chair? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's such a good picture. Um, the Suns, uh, kind of similar. I mean. It, they were there last year. They were pretty close. Uh, I mean, that Bucks team was really running. I mean, Giannis was just playing otherworldly. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah,
1: I mean, the reason the Suns lost that finals last year, Con, was they didn't have a backup center on the roster. You know, Frank Kaminsky got hurt, yeah. and they addressed that by signing Javale McGee, who, in all respects, has been pretty good for them this season, and they just need. Chris Paul and Devin Booker to stay healthy, and yeah. this team could easily go back to the finals. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, JaVale like, is a king of the shack and a fool, but there's a reason he was on so many Warriors teams mm-hmm. that did so well. Lakers? Yeah, Lakers teams. Yeah, exactly. Like He clearly fits. Mm-hmm. He plays that role really well. And those are the kind of guys you need. All right, the Jazz. I how many?
1: This is all UConn because I did make the pact that I'm not talking about this team. That's true. That's all, all right,
0: all right. And... I think, so the Jazz actually lead the league right now in point differential, which is crazy because you just don't hear about them as much as some of these other teams. Granted, you still hear about them a lot. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is one of the superstars of this league, and you hear about Rudy Gobert. Mostly people shitting on him, but you still hear about him. Um, They need to make a conference finals. They need to show that (laughs) this team can actually make a deep run and, and not just get booted. You know, that, that Clippers loss last year, pandemic P, gone. Now we got playoff P officially, but there was no reason to lose that team. No Kawhi, that, that was an embarrassing one, and I think that they just need to get to the conference finals. They don't necessarily need to win it for it to be a successful season in my eyes, but they need to get there. Otherwise, you need to start thinking about how you can actually get over that hump. They kind of just feel like
1: in, like, three to four years here, Colin, we're just talking in the jazz in the same light
0: that we're talking about the Blazers right now, yeah. potentially. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and okay, so that's the other thing. They can't do a Blazers where you make the conference finals and just get fucked on.
1: Mm-hmm. because And run the same team back for the next three years. Yeah, and then the run the same team years. back and be
0: like, oh, yeah, it's like, did you listen to the clip, like, KD went on CJ's podcast the year after, and CJ was like, yeah, man, like, we were so close. And Kenny was like, what do you mean? He's like, we made a conference <laughs> final. He's like, we swept you 4 0 and like none of the games were within ten points. Like, you weren't
1: close. I think a I think a little Hawks jazz deal could be made here, Colin, potentially. Cam Reddish to the Jazz. Perhaps Joe Ingles to the yeah. Hawks. That
0: could be a win win for both teams. It really could. It really could. I don't hate it. The Grizzlies. They are outperforming expectations. Maybe I mean, obviously the Cavs, but the Grizz are probably second in terms of outperformance. And I think there's some low-hanging fruit there in in having Ja play at an MVP level. We could say that for their resolution. But I think what's more important for them long-term is for Jared Jackson Jr. to win the most improved player or at least be in contention because he's the second-best player on that team. Mm -hmm. And throughout all of this... He really hasn't played like all that well, mm-hmm. which is insane. Granted, that bench is one of the deepest benches in the NBA. You've mm-hmm. got guys like Desmond Bain who's taken a huge Desmond step Bain's forward. Killing it. Yeah, yeah. I called pretty cool take on my camera I just first Desmond Bain one earlier. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right, I got right. toasted for that one, and, and that <laughs> was correct. So. Yeah, Reddit was right about that one. Uh, yeah, the
1: Grizzlies, the Grizzlies, if they want to go farther, Colin Jaron Jackson Jr. has to emerge as. The player
0: we thought he, we think he can be, mm-hmm. and it's pretty as simple as that. Yeah, I think so too. Already the Nuggets, um, it, it's right there. We actually we referenced it earlier. We need a new spine. We need a new spine for for our my boy. My boy.
1: I boy Michael needs a new spine. Yeah, here. just
0: yeah. How do we get? Can you do a full back replacement? Like, can you just kind of like chop off like the arms and the, up, and then just take your legs and. And find like a new, just torso? You know, I'm no doctor here, Con. I'm not a medical professional, but yes. (laughs) All right. I think that's it. Uh, Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think this one might be a low-hanging fruit, but Jamal Murray, if he can come back healthy, the Nuggets could be in the finals this year. I really believe it. Jokic is that good.
1: I feel bad for Jokic right now.
0: I'm not sure I do because it's I so much do. fun to watch he him.
1: He's playing so well, and he this guy has to put up like thirty, fifteen, and ten every night. Con for the Nuggets to be like within two going into the fourth <laughs> quarter, like. <laughs> but what's crazy. crazy is he's doing it. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, uh, it's insane. Hey, shout out Aaron Gordon. He's played well this year, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, what Jokic is doing right now, I, I think he's my MVP. I think he's my MVP. I've said that before. I'll say it again. Um, yeah, I think the Nuggets, are, they're not in a bad spot.
1: No, they're not. They they are on a window here, though, Conn, yeah. because they did ex- – after this season, they have to extend both Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon, and then the season after, they have to extend Jokic. Yeah. So they're locking them – they're probably going to lock themselves into those four being the core of their team, which we've seen they probably can do that, yeah. but they I are working on a timeline there. here. Yeah,
0: No, I agree. I agree. All right, the Clippers. Ugh. It, this sucks. It feels like it's a season wasted.
1: Yeah, they're the sixth seed right now, but I think they're a game under five hundred too. Like, yeah, it's it doesn't. Not like... It doesn't feel like they're doing anything big this season. You know, Paul George out for a month, Colin, with the elbow injury. Um, Kawhi Leonard really no timetable on return here, and I think their New Year's resolution here, Colin, is just to decide who's worth keeping on this roster.
0: Yeah, and because... who they
1: can put around Paul George and. Kawhi, Kawhi and
0: actually win with because yes. it, you know I mean if we're talking about windows there is a window. I area. actually have a
1: new New Year's resolution for the Clippers. Uh, do I do
0: it. Get Christian Wood. No way. Yeah. Is he a free agent this year?
1: No trade for him. So
0: he's thirteen million bucks. Yes, like that's, that's like Terrence Mann's that's contract change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, if you're the Rockets, Rockets you're would stupid take them, not to yes. trade him. You're stupid not Rockets, to trade
1: Rockets, if Clippers offered a first, like 2027, 20, 2028, 20, Rockets would take that in the second because Clippers could very well not even have Paul George or Kawhi by then. Yeah, easily. exactly.
0: And it's not like he's staying on the Rockets. Yeah, so. I think
1: Christian Wood would help this team so, so much, much.
0: So much. I like that one a lot. I hate this team. <laughs> I don't... If you don't want to talk about the Jazz, I don't want to talk about this team. That's
1: fine. Uh, next team calling seventh in the West right now, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, you know, uh, the Lakers are just a team that not even I want to talk about, Colin. They're a bad team to watch. They're not a fun team to talk about. Um, you know, their resolution would probably be to build a time machine and never trade for Russ, but I don't think that's in the books. So <laughs> they've res- gotten
0: buddy healed. Yeah, this yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
1: their resolution here, Colin, is to package Kendrick Nunn, Kevin Horn, Tucker, and a first to go get another player that can actually be a difference maker on this team. You know, perhaps a Jeremy Grant, uh, a Norman Powell, a Gary Trent, something like that. They just, they need help. They need a lot of
0: help. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I hate Taylor Horton Tucker, too. <laughs> Have I said that? I think Taylor Horton Tucker is still a good NBA No, player. I think, I, oh, God. I mean, well, imagine if they kept Caruso. Yeah. He wanted 20 I don't, mil. He I don't, wanted 20 mil for two I years. I don't
1: think Caruso fixed if he fixes some of their problems, but the offense is a problem this yeah. year. And Caruso, I don't think, is helping
0: on I the still, offense. I still, that much. like, it, AD, I just, I feel like people are just shooting on AD. And if it wasn't the Lakers, I don't know if it would be talked about nearly as much. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it would. All right, the Mavs. They're, they're not in a bad spot, but they're not in a great spot. And They're only in mm-hmm. not a bad spot because of one guy. Mm-hmm. you have probably the best young talent in the NBA right now in Luka. Yeah. And that's all you have.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think the listeners probably think we would go the Chris Tapps route here, Colin, but I actually think Chris Tapps has been looking pretty decent this yeah. season. I have him on one of my fantasy teams. Um, I think the Mavs here, Colin, it, uh, they got to find out who they need around Luka and what kind of player you need around Luka.
0: And that's about as simple as it is. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Because uh, I, this, they were a team like during the offseason. I was like, "What are you doing? You didn't do anything." They got imagine, Reggie yeah. Imagine if they signed Demar. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying <laughs> that Demar was was gonna play like he's playing for the Bulls right now because I think it's a perfect spot for him with Levine and just how that offense is run. But <laughs> you didn't do anything, you know. Have you seen uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall? No. Oh, fantastic movie, but there's a great Paul Rudd scene in there where uh, he's trying to teach Jason Segel how to surf, and he's like, you're doing too much, you're doing too much, and he's like, all right, and so he just lays on the board, and Paul Rudd goes, well, you gotta do something, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at with the Mavs right now, you gotta do something, Yeah. you, you can't just sit there. Yeah. yeah. Not great for Mavs, not great. No, no. All righty, the T-Wolves.
1: Um, the T Wolves here, Colin, are like the Cavs and the Wizards. They just want to make the playoffs. Uh, I think the Timberwolves here, Colin, are just trying to prove to you know themselves and their fans that this is their core and that yeah. they can do something with this team. And I would love to see this Timberwolves team make a playoffs because I want to see I, Ant- yeah. I want to see Anthony Edwards in the playoffs. Yeah.
0: Also, just for that fan base, uh, I went to a Timberwolves game uh, like five years ago, so I think. Uh, I think that was the year before they got Jimmy Butler. So I don't even... I think that was, like, Cats early years. They
1: probably had Anthony Tall. I think
0: we got our tickets for, like, five bucks. Like, it's just... It's such a big city. I don't think people realize, like, how passionate those fans are up there. It's because they've had nothing to root for for 15 years. Vikings suck. Yeah, the Vikings suck. The the Twins fans are ruthless. I hate the Twins, but that's a fun (laughs) fan base. But also, I I don't like them. I don't like them at all. Um, yeah, I, I think with them, like you just need playoff exposure. Cat mm-hmm. has been in the league for six years now. I mean, he's widely regarded as a top three center, and it, he's never really been able to, to actually convert it. The, you, I know
1: you saw this, Con, but Cat was talking about how Russ is a stat chaser. <laughs> and then, you know, the bench chatter Twitter fired out a pretty heat tweet <laughs> talking about how Russ had more career triple doubles than
0: Cat has career wins. <laughs> That that was a great one. Yeah. I don't know how you don't look in the mirror when you say that one and and say, hmm, I'm talking about a guy who's played in the NBA Finals and MVP, MVP, and I uh, got carried to the playoffs by Jimmy Butler once.
1: And then he said, wow. You're not a very hard worker, and he dipped.
0: He said, hey, let me take these scrubs that I found on the street and kick your ass. <laughs> let me take Anthony Tolliver and me, <laughs> and we'll beat the starters. 2v5. <laughs> uh, all right, the Spurs. So uh, another ugly team. Yeah. Uh, DeJounte Murray. DeJounte De- Murray, awesome. Awesome. So good. Not A number one
1: player on a championship team, Colin, but certainly can be a top three. And the Spurs have to decide where they're going as a franchise, Colin. You can't just keep being this middle of the pack, not hitting on the high lottery picks,
0: and just getting like the 14th pick every year is not how you build a championship winning team. No, I, I need to propose it. Is Popovich the right coach for this future? Uh, We were talking about this pre-podcast, but I think Popovich is in this
1: column, too. I think this is his potentially last season. I think he wants to claim that all-time wins record by a coach, and then I think he's out of there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it was so sad because I know, I think it was four years ago, he had said that 2020, so last season, was going to be his last season because he wanted to spend time with his, his wife, and then she passed away. And so I think just for him, he was like, well, basketball's what I know. I guess this is what I'm going to do. So at some point, I think it's just on him to figure out if he wants to continue to be an NBA coach, because if he does, you you can't not have Greg Popovich as your coach. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there's an outside chance that there's a superstar that's like, you know what, Greg Popovich, I'll come play for you. And I think that's the draw you have, and maybe you can pull something off to get a superstar there with DeJounte Murray, Maybe. Uh, I think I'm grasping at straws a little bit there, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The Sp- I think
1: the Spurs need to
0: tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and actually, also, I don't feel
1: bad me. for Spurs
0: fans. No, 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 come no, 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 You
1: literally got to watch Tim Duncan play for yeah, you got
0: the Spurs play- for his entire yeah. Career. You, in, in Tony Parker, you, yeah, yeah. No, 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 like, you you no, you're fine. Yeah, no, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not losing sleep. We saw over more Spurs championships fans. than I'm going to see in my entire lifetime. So, don't say that. Don't say that. Oh well hey you're a patient. I have the Bulls. At least we're a big market team. Yeah, no offense. Don't worry, you guys are gonna choke in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm so stoked. Um the Kings, Noah. I think they should get relegated. Fired the whole team. I I think just we should get, to get rid a of franchise. Them. Just start a team in Las Vegas, give Seattle a team. There. Yeah, like I think that like if we were to just not have the Kings next year, I don't think anybody would notice.
1: Yeah. We're yeah. Just like yeah, the Kings played last night.
0: Yeah, so I, I think we wrote down I think the King's resolution is uh to get Luke Walton and Marvin Bagley to rekindle their relationship. <laughs>
1: yeah, Those bring guys. Luke Walton back, actually. <laughs> that guy was real good at losing games. <laughs> uh but yeah, they need to get rid of their front office, Colin. The front office is an actual joke. And they got I think they need to trade Barnes and healed, and I think
0: that Maybe Fox too, honestly.
1: Yeah, I honestly think that's a team who
0: did not do the tank right, Kong. <laughs> no, the fact that they're still in the tank—like <laughs> you didn't even make a playoff game. Like the highlight of the Kings was at one point they were the seventh seed three years ago. And the low light is that they took Marvin Bagley instead of the plethora, of, anybody. instead Literally, of you know, even Luca or Trae Young. You know? Oh my God. Yeah, you'd be better off with Wendell Carter right now. Literally, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They—that's a tough one. All right, the Blazers. Uh, blow it up. Yeah, that's... Blow it up. Trade Dame. Trade CJ. The Who cares, Tank? Yeah, because uh, you can get a lot of first-rounders for those fellas. Yes, you could get three first-rounders for Dame. Yes. Yeah. Easily. Uh, yes. Why would you not do that? If oh. if I'm like the 76ers right now... You're giving up the anything for Dame. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah, why? Why would you not do that? Because... What are, you, what are you doing if you're the Blazers with Dame right now? You didn't do anything this offseason. He's 31 now. I think they... You know, it's, it's Dame. He could put them into the play-in tournament. You know, he is that good. Just to lose in the first round. Yeah, but you're not going anywhere. And I, I think that at some point, it's the opposite of where the Cavs and the Timberwolves are, where it's like, okay, get these guys' exposure, get them in the playoffs. It's like, we don't care if you're in the playoffs because we know how it's going to turn out. Like, yep. there's no... There's no secrets about it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else to say about the Blazers. I think everybody knows that one. All right, the Pelicans. Lost season. Don't play Zion. Tank. This is your last year of tanking. I I think you need to figure out how to make Zion happy because you cannot (laughs) blow having AD and then Zion and get nothing out of it. Yeah, you
1: got to ask Zion who he wants in this draft, Colin, and draft that guy. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) seriously. Just Uh, say. Yeah. The Pelicans should also fire their front office. Letting Alonzo ball walk for relatively nothing was pretty insane. Yeah, that was stupid. Um, Two more teams here, Colin. We'll get them real quick. Mm -hmm. The Rockets, they should start Shengun, keep losing games. They're pretty
0: good at that, and they'll be fine. Yeah, they're in a good spot. They're doing the tank right. And then the Thunder, Although that trade for John Wall, so stupid. What were they doing? Yeah, yeah. That was stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Thunder should cash in on a
1: disgruntled superstar. This is something we've been like saying Zins for one. months. Yeah. Um, the Thunder just—you literally can't make all of these draft picks for the draft picks they have because you just can't have that yeah, many you guys can't on the roster. Constantly
0: just be developing guys. Yeah. You have to do something.
1: And we mentioned this that there is a happiness factor with Shea there, calling it. Yeah. Up, I think will become a problem here in the upcoming
0: years. Yeah. I mean, I like Josh Giddey a lot. Uh, I think he he could do something, Um, but he posted, I think, one of the funniest stat lines ever. He had a uh, a triple-double where he had 10 assists, 10 boards, and 0 for 10 from the field. Didn't score a point. (laughs) Triple-double. Triple-double, baby. (laughs) Yeah, so I think that there's a – I mean, I think everybody likes Shea. Giddy's there. You've got some pieces in um, Basley, Lou Dort. Um, and there's a, there's a way to to cash in on that and actually start being competitive again. Yeah. Wow, that's quite the New Year's resolutions.
1: Yeah. Um, all in this off, Colin, with some just fun NBA facts to mm-hmm. roll you into the New Year. Uh, crazy but true, Colin. Steph Curry could miss his next 500 three-pointers and still have a higher three-point percentage
0: than Ray Allen. Is that real? Yes. What's What's Ray Allen's? He was a forty percent guy, right? I do like, dot almost. Yeah,
1: Steph's at like forty six percent. I think
0: Ray Allen's like forty two percent. Wait, no, Steph does not have a career forty six percent three point. That's that would be. A, I think forty two. I think is is ridiculous. I think that's what he's at. Oh my head! It's forty three. <laughs> that's... I think Allen Iverson's career field goal percentage is 43%. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's right.
1: All right, real quick. Kawhi Leonard has more finals MVPs, two, than he does career triple-doubles, one. Wow. Uh, Russell Westbrook (laughs) has the worst three-point percentage in NBA history, Colin.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, I buy that.
1: Chauncey Billups is the only player with a winning
0: record against LeBron, Kobe, and Jordan. Wow, you know what? Now, that when you say it, it doesn't surprise me because just when he played, those Pistons teams were so good. <laughs> like, that was I was just talking about like the mm-hmm. most well-rounded team ever. Like they didn't have a superstar, but everybody played their role so well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that '04 Pistons team so much fun. Uh,
1: John Stockton would still be the all-time leader in a SISCON if he didn't play his last six seasons. I think you knew that. I think I, you said that to me.
0: There, he had like a, a ten-year span or something where all 10 of those seasons rank in the top 20 all-time assist seasons. <laughs> like, it's it's absurd how good he was. <laughs> and last fact to roll us
1: into the new year. Ben Simmons missed more free throws in the 2021 playoffs, con 45, than Steve Nash has in his entire career, 44.
0: Wait, in, in the playoffs? Yes, uh, okay, in the 2021
1: playoffs, he missed 45 free throws. Steve Nash has only missed 44 in his entire career.
0: Playoff career or his entire career? No, his entire career. Are you shitting me? No. What? (laughs) That's that's the most mind-blowing one. (laughs) That's absurd. That's ridiculous. All right, well, Noah, live bench chatter. That was a lot of talking. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We should, uh, you know, maybe next year. Maybe. 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 We'll think about it.
1: Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Shy, the Common Men's NBA podcast. Thank you to our live studio audience for being it up. such great <laughs> listeners. They
0: paid ten grand. Ten grand. Think about that. And we'll that s- could be you. And we'll see you guys on Sunday. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <laughs>